It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, welcome to Forest Focus. As reports suggest, Steve Cooper will be sacked as Nottingham Forest manager today and replaced by former Wolves and Tottenham boss Nuno Espirito Santo. It's looking like we'll be live tonight at half eight to discuss the change in much more depth, probably with Prots and Temps. But in the meantime, I just wanted to do something on Nuno, uh, the manager, what we might get from him, what we can expect if the change is confirmed, whether we think it's right or wrong. I thought we should have a look at what we might be getting from a man who's had uh, success and failure at various points throughout his career. Obviously, the highlight being his time at Wolves when he took them to seventh in the Premier League twice. So a few important points to note uh, or interesting points to note. Uh, he's a George Mendes client, and I think we'll probably discuss that more uh, in future. Obviously, the super agent, uh, which kind of suggests that Mendes is coming back into the fold. Uh, Forest, uh, as you can see, uh, people who are watching, not listening, and people who are watching can see I've shaved my beard and uh, my hair looks massive. And uh, you can see my fat face as well. That's an irrelevance. Uh, sorry. So, yes, uh, managerial highlights. Uh, finished fourth in La Liga with Valencia and did pretty well at Rio Ave in his first job in his native Portugal. Uh, also finished second in the Portuguese League with Porto. I don't know if that counts as a massive success with um, other big clubs there in Benfica and Sporting Lisbon, obviously. Then he comes to Wolves and does uh, very well from 2017, has some really good years, wins uh, the championships, comes to the Premier League, finishes seventh twice to take them into Europe. Then the final season, it goes uh, a bit stale for reasons we'll discuss. Uh, he gets the Spurs job and it is an absolute car crash. But uh, there is some mitigation behind that, but we'll look at that in a little more depth. Uh, and then most recently, he's worked in the Saudi Pro League, uh, winning that with uh, Al Ittihad, I think it would be. Uh, I won't focus on that too much because I think it's slight irrelevance. Um, more interested in what he's done in the Premier League and what he can bring uh, to Forest. So let's just talk through uh, Wolves in a little bit more detail. Um, first season, as I say, 2017, he arrives 
he has a lot of cash put into the team, which is, you know, is his benefit, obviously. But they win the league with a strong team, including uh, Forrest Willie Bully. Morgan Gibbs-White is in the squad as well. He's very uh, young at that point and doesn't really feature too much. Uh, then players who go on uh, to have really good careers uh, in Connor Cody, uh, Ruben Neves, Diego Jota are kind of at the heart of it. So they win the league, have a really good season, come up as a promoted team and uh, money spent wisely. They strengthen the squad really well and they uh, certainly overachieve to finish seventh. Uh, 57 points to reach the Europa League, 47 goals scored, 46 conceded. They add Rui Patricio in goal, Jaime Moutinho and Raul Jimenez who scores 13 goals that season. Diego Jota gets nine. Uh, Jimenez is important. We'll come on to him. But you can see there... Basically, his teams are built around a strong core. And speaking to a couple of Wolves fans about him, he uses a small number of players, a tight-knit squad. Obviously, that doesn't fit around Forest, particularly with our recruitment policy and what we have in place at the moment. And that's relevant to Spurs a bit, as we'll come on to. But you can see this strong spine that he develops down the team, a strong team spirit, a good group. Uh, and there's some similarities to Steve Cooper. Um, it's all three at the back for years. Uh, and then he does move to four at the back in the final season when they just can't score a goal. But basically it's 3-4-3, three, 3-5-2. Three, three, kind of tactically similar to Steve Cooper. It's all based on counter-punching, counter-attacking football. So you can see the continuation there. But uh, kind of Raul Jimenez is key to their success. The next season, 2019-20, they finish seventh again. Uh, 51 goals scored, 40 conceded, and they make the quarterfinals of the Europa League where they lose to Sevilla. And this is where it kind of peaks for Nuno at Wolves. Uh, Jimenez gets 17 goals that season, having uh, arrived on a permanent deal now from Benfica. And at this point, the squad is probably the strongest. There's nine Portuguese players on the books. Maybe we'll see more of that kind of influx of Portuguese speakers. Obviously, we've got a few uh, with Brazilian players already. So that remains to be seen. But at this point, Neves is a top player. Moutinho's obviously had that great career and still uh, playing very well. Patricio, Conor Cody's an England international. Uh, Roman Saiz uh, is a steady Premier League defender with Willie Bolly as well. Max Kilman's coming through. Matt Doherty's playing really well. Jota is about to go to Liverpool for the big money. And as I say, Jimenez gets 17 goals. So this is when Wolves are probably at the peak of their powers. Then it goes quite wrong in the final year. They finish 13th, 2020 21, and he leaves at the end of the season by mutual consent. 45 points, but they only score 36 goals, 52 conceded. And the, probably the most prominent point is they were sixth in November when Raul Jimenez had that terrible uh, head injury at Arsenal. They won that game, and then they really struggled to score goals. And I think that's relevant because obviously no tire won you. Forrester really struggling to score goals and he couldn't find the answer at Wolves. Maybe he can find it at Forrest, but that's the immediate challenge that you see presented to him. They also sold Diogo Jota and Matt Doherty that summer and the squad is weakened uh, and it kind of peters out and he leaves at the end of the season. We'll look at the team that he played uh, in a minute. In fact, actually, we'll probably do that now and kind of this is a typical... Uh, Wolves team and then we'll look at his Spurs team so bear with me for one minute and I'll put up the kind of team that he liked to play so for people who were um, listening not watching it was basically it was always three at the back 
with Rui Patricio in goal, and then a combination of uh, Willy Bolly, Connor Cody, and Romain Saiz and Max Kilman, who came through later. Then they would have uh, wing backs playing quite high as they could in Matt Doherty and Johnny Otto. Uh, that would later become Nelson Semedo and Reina Ignori, who we have now. Then a midfield to Ruben Neves and Jean Moutinho, quite often two top players, obviously. And then Leander Dengadonka came into that mix. As like I say, a small, tight-knit squad. Didn't make too many changes, so there's that group. And then the forwards would, uh, the you know, peak of the pals, Raul Jimenez through the middle, uh, Diogo Jota outside on the left of him. And then to the right, you would have uh, Pedence or Traore, Adama Traore, something like that. And Pedro Neto would come through as well. And they also had Helder Costa initially when they were doing well in the championship and even Cavaliero. But those are the kind of the peak of his powers, this sort of team where you can see strong foundations, two solid central midfielders, uh, wing backs, and then kind of you know leave Jimenez with a bit of magic to do uh, good work up front with um, Jota Pedence, uh, Traore, players like that. So that was how... Uh, that was kind of the strength of it when they were really flying. The final season, they switched formations to try and score goals. I was reading up how they went to Leicester and lost 1-0 and put up an XG, I know people hate that, uh, of 0.02 in the game. So they switched in the final season to play uh, three at the back. Uh, sorry, a four at the back, if I can find that. In fact, I might just have to add that in. They played uh, four at the back and uh, they relied on Fabio Silva. So this was the problem. They couldn't score goals. Silva came in for a lot of money, excuse me, uh, from Porto. Was no replacement for Jimenez and the goals dried up and they ran into problems. So it would still be Patricio in goal and then a back four, any combination really. Uh, I think Conor Cody got injured this season. So they would have Samido, Bolly, uh, Saiz or Kilman and then Johnny back at the back. Uh, Matinho, Dendonka, Neves or Pedence in midfield and then Traore, Pedro Neto who's emerged at this point uh, out wide and Fabio Silva up front. So they try and be more adventurous but it all doesn't really work and they depart. he departs by mutual consent at the end of the season. So uh, a lot of fans, Forest fans, reacted to the news negatively so I did ask a few Wolves fans um, what they made of him was the football terrible? And they said, no, uh, not as bad as people say. Uh, a friend said, brilliant for three years. 2021 went stale. They lost Doherty, they lost Jota and Jimenez before that. It was really good. He barely used any players either, just that core few. And that uh, was backed up by stuff I was reading about him. His substitutions at times could be predictable. So you kind of get the picture of the manager there that he's kind of safe and steady did a really good job at Wolves, but once they ran into problems, he couldn't really um, turn them around. But you can see some similarities with Steve Cooper in the style of football they play. It sounds like he forged a tight-knit group at Wolves, sort of that kind of man management. So I think that if they're going that way, I think we're going to see a continuation of Cooper, but maybe just some fresh ideas, try and freshen it up and get Forrest out of this funk. And then people can debate if they think it's an upgrade on what we have or not we'll probably do that tonight in much more depth but this is more about what kind of manager Forrester getting so then we go to Tottenham and uh, basically it all goes pretty horribly wrong he uh, arrives after Mourinho in the summer of 2021 
72 day search to find a manager not backed by everyone they were looking for you know someone's play more attacking football doesn't happen and they turn to Nuno as seventh or eighth choice he arrives at a pretty terrible time Harry Kane's desperate to go to Man City it doesn't come off obviously and he doesn't bring with him and this sounds important he doesn't bring with him Rui Silva who is his right-hand man at Wolves and that bridge between the dressing room and he just sounds like he was a bit isolated at Spurs and it didn't work out so it'll be interesting what kind of coaching staff he does bring with him if he arrives at Forest, as seems to be suggested by reports today. Um, it also said in an article I read in The Athletic, so only one, you know, it, it doesn't mean it's uh, 100% nailed, but it was an interesting read that he struggled with the bigger squad, which obviously is a factor at Forest. So I thought I'd flag that. Like I say, he likes this tight knit group and he's going to walk in something very different if that's uh, the case. Obviously, we've got a lot of players on the fringes and he sounds like he struggled to manage that group and create you know some division was created uh, intentionally or otherwise so he only lasts for 10 league games and then gets sacked five wins five defeats in those 10 games they do win the first three games all one nil but by the end they are second bottom for shots in the league when he goes after 10 games only Norwich have had fewer shots and they're second bottom for xg when sacks they're struggling to register shots on target in a game and when you look at the quality of players they have at that point obviously um son and kane stand out up front to not be having shots on target sounds pretty criminal with that it sounds like they were just trying to rely on those guys to do something magic to win a game um and he also played a back four at spurs from what i could see in a few games um this was one of the typical ones, so uh, Lloris in goal, Romero and Dyer or Sanchez as a central defensive pairing. Hoiberg uh, was a midfielder who just arrived, and then Deli Ali, obviously he's struggling, um, but you know his career is starting to wane by that point. I think it's fair to say. So sacked by Spurs, miserable spell, and I think that's what Forest fans are really looking at. Will we get the Wolves uh, success story, or will we get the Spurs um, disaster class? And I think there was some mitigation, you know, coming into Spurs. He was only given a two-year contract, which sort of undermined him straight away. It was obvious to everyone concerned that he wasn't the first choice. So he was felt like he was on a hiding to nothing there. So I think we need to be, you know, open-minded about that. Most recently, he's worked in the Saudi Pro League with Al Itihad, as I said earlier. Uh, won the league, sacked after losing to an Iraqi team. Uh, in a cup competition um, and now he is available so we shall see uh, if it happens um, looks like it is and then we'll debate the rights and wrongs of it but that should give some indication of what Forrest will be getting a uh, defensively solid manager a counter-attacking manager it might not be the most sparkling football but it might not be as bad as Forrest fans are fearing uh, we shall see is he a man who's going to get uh, a bounce from the team, get them going a bit more, get the points needed to climb the table? Uh, I'm not sure. He might be. He might be. He might be someone who gets a, man, a boost and then we might be back where we are at the start of next year. Or we could see the success he had at Wolves where he had you know, three really good years and then one that sort of went downhill. Obviously, there's so much debate around the decision to part with Steve Cooper if that was happened, if that is what happens. So we shall uh, do that tonight, probably regardless, actually, uh, if he goes or not. 
with David Prutton and Michael Temple and perhaps one of the other regulars. So hopefully see you tonight. Hope that's given you a flavour of um, Nuno and his time at Wolves and his style. So in the meantime, have a good few hours or a good few days. And if you don't join us tonight, we shall be back tomorrow with Seb Hutchinson, the Sky Sports commentator. who's watched a lot of Forest this season to discuss uh, his take on all of this. But uh, thanks for watching. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed this short 15 minute video and uh, we shall see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.